And then I deal with this child of the Lord who just, that I live with and I do so much for, and she doesn't really give two shits about me. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. If I say it, you're going to make fun of me. (laughs) It's all right. Welcome to the Nacho Kids thingy. That is not right. (laughs) Well, you make fun of the way I say podcast. (laughs) It's because you don't say it that way unless you're doing it. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the Nacho Kids podcast. Oh, that's better. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So David is in Vegas. Yeah. I'm here for the Elvis convention. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, just don't get married in the little white chapel because you're already married. Uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Uh Yeah. So I'm, I'm here for a conference. Uh, has nothing to do with Elvis or step families. But uh, yeah, doing some stuff for work. Cool. Yep. Uh, I I would like to say that this is going to be a a fun trip, but I don't know that I'm going to have any time to do anything very fun. I'm only here for uh, basically two days. So uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll have time to run out and catch something. And buy your wife something. Catch something. You didn't get that one. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I'm ignoring you. Uh, yeah, I got, I got to find something to buy my wife and, um, I've been instructed that it can't come from the airport. I didn't instruct you of that. I know. I know you didn't. One of my, uh, my business associates here at the conference told me last night, you cannot buy your wife something from the airport. So, um, good thing is there's a CVS on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some circus peanuts. There you go. Every day at our house is a circus peanut. Before we get started, let's announce the winner of this week's Sylvia Crack Hour Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. Drum roll, please. <laughs> That's why I married you. <laughs> <laughs> R. Gertschman. Congratulations, R. Yeah, congratulations, R. We're so excited for you. Or if you're a pirate, R. <laughs> Check your email. And we will get you started on your free month of the Nacho Kids Academy, courtesy of Sylvia Krakauer. Thank you, Sylvia. Yeah, thank you, Sylvia. We love you. All right. Today's guest is stepmom Whitney. (laughs) David. Hey, Whitney. What? What are you laughing about? Nothing. I was just just thinking. (laughs) What were you thinking? I was thinking that if Whitney was on here, she'd go, hey, David. (laughs) (laughs) probably stepmom Whitney has been blending for six years has a stepdaughter 14 and she is child free and loving it Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah if you were child free I'd be loving it David (laughs) if I was child free I wouldn't have married you with your four youngins no matter how sexy you were on that Harley I don't know about that yeah I do (laughs) I can guarantee it. <laughs> I tried to tell you to run. Everybody did. <laughs> Which we can talk about. You did run. You just ran in the wrong direction. <laughs> when 
every single person tells you to run, <laughs> you might want to pay attention. <laughs> you think so? No, I kid. I kid. Yeah. I mean, even your dad was telling you to run, but again, in the wrong direction. No, he didn't. He was like, honey, you've got to marry this guy. No, he did not. I mean, have you seen the quality of stuff you've been out with since you were a teenager? David, um, no, my dad didn't like you because you roughed house with Jackson. Yeah, I know. Which made me want to do it more. Yeah. So I enjoy pushing your dad's buttons too. You enjoy pushing everybody's buttons. I think I enjoy it a lot with your dad because he is a button pusher. And so to push a button pusher's buttons is like, oh. He is a button pusher, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Evil man. I'm kidding. <laughs> the best advice Whitney has received was from her father-in-law. How about that? And he said, stop trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear that? Stop trying so hard. Be who you are. Either they like you or they don't. The end. <laughs> don't try to fake it. I think a lot of time. A lot of times people feel like they're forced into a role. It's like, okay, I, for example, I love you. I married you. Now you've got this son. Well, not now you've got the son. You already had the son. But in some cases, it feels like, oh, now you've got this son. Because how many times have we heard people say, well, I didn't introduce them to my kids until the day before the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> or after the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've even heard of that one. That's crazy. But you, then now you're like, okay, what are, what am I going to do with this? I've got to like them. They're my significant other's kids. And I have to make them like me. Yeah. Or even worse, you go, I have to love them and they have to love me, which, you know, no pressure there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the best advice she received from her therapist was to just stop telling the stepdaughter she loved her. There you go. Again, pressure. And, mm-hmm. you know. Because somebody kept telling me, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I'm thinking, <laughs> my feelings aren't mutual. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on a relationship where you don't want to be around the person. Right. Or if you're saying it and you don't mean it. Yeah. That's Again, be honest, people. Don't be little liars. <laughs> be real. Be real. I don't like you a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was listening to the, I was listening to the podcast today. I think I'm just going to come home and tell you that you're a little brat and I don't like you. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't know what podcast you listen to. It ain't this one. <laughs> I just want to make sure we clarify that one. Be real unless real is bad. <laughs> That's like people, you know, where I'm probably going with this, but I have some, some people in the past who have told me people should just like me the way I am. And I'm like, really? Shouldn't they really? I don't know that they should like you the way you are. Some people may like you the way you are, but people, all people should not like you the way you are. <laughs> not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. No, and it, but it's, it, it becomes a cop out for bad behavior. Like I suck and people should like me because I suck. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you know, there's probably, everybody needs to improve themselves in some form or fashion. So to, to say everybody should just love me the way I am just means that you don't have the ability um, to even want to be better. Or admit that something in you can be better. Yeah, I, I'm perfect just the way I am. 
you say that all the time, David. <laughs> well, some people ha- have reached that pinnacle of life. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other best advice she received was from us, and it was to nacho. That's right. That's right. Anything else you want to talk about, David, about how you have reached the pinnacle? I've reached the pinnacle of nachoing. And of greatness. Uh, yeah. According to you. According to me. Yeah. You're the one who keeps buying me all this stuff about how great I am. Oh, Lord. You're talking about that David is right shirt, aren't you? That. And you got me the shirt that said uh, 50 years of awesome. You told me to buy you that shirt. <laughs> That's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, David was on this kick. I think it was in the beginning when we started doing our podcast and somebody would say, David, you're right. And I'm like, Oh my God, you don't know what you just did. So we started joking and saying, hashtag David is right. Well, I bought him a shirt that says hashtag David is right. Yeah. And the daughter-in-law was like, why do you have that shirt? (laughs) (laughs) She knows better. She knows better than to tell you you're right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I like pushing her buttons too. Yes. All right, David. Well, speaking of pushing buttons, let's press the play button and let people hear about our stepmom Whitney's adventures in the blend. (laughs) Hey, that would be a good one. Adventures in the blend starring Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. But first, here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Whitney. Hey, Whitney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So how long have you been blending? I have been blending for six years this past July. Okay. And how many step kids do you have? I have one stepdaughter who is 14. Woo. <laughs> it's an age. <laughs> yes. And how often do you have her? We are straight 50-50 and it's kind I'm sometimes I'm still surprised that we do the like five days one week and two days the next week. Um, we're just so used to it, but sometimes I'm just surprised that no one has said we should go to a week on, week off, but it still works for us. Yeah. Well, as long as it works, don't rock it. Yeah. And um her mom lives like two minutes from us. So that's probably a big part of it. Oh yeah. She's not going across town or anything like that. Correct. Now, you don't have any bio kids or ours kids, right? That is correct. In fact, you said child-free and loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, nothing against people who love their precious baby boys and girls, but no, I I definitely don't have any regrets in that area. So did you never want kids? You know, it's interesting. I I remember when my husband and I were dating, I told him, I was like, you know, I've just never been one of those people who just thought, I just want to be a mom. That's all I want. But I did always kind of think that I always wanted to be a wife. But 
there was like a little bit when I mentioned this in my little survey, but when we got a puppy last year, I was kind of like, wow, I really love this puppy. Maybe I would really love having a baby. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and honestly, like my husband wasn't really in that place because it'd been like six years since we'd really talked about it. And I and I'm really thankful in the end because the feeling passed pretty quickly. So that was probably the only time I got a little baby fever. Mm-hmm. But that's fulfilled by your puppy. Oh, it is <laughs> very much so. And he, I mean, puppies are a lot of work, but also like he doesn't backtalk me, and I like that a lot. <laughs> that's funny. Our dog backtalks me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she does. She is mouthy. <laughs> If I tell her to get off the couch or whatever, she's like, woo, 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 woo. And just, then she'll go tell David on me. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. When I hear you guys talk about your dogs, because they sound so big, it's like intimidating because my dogs are teeny tiny. Yes. I think Ziva probably weighs 70 pounds, 75. Oh, my word. Wow. Our dogs are both about 16 pounds. Oh, little puppies. Yeah, they're so cute. I just love them. <laughs> so the older dog mm-hmm. would go back and forth with stepdaughter for visitations. Yeah, he would when um, when she when my stepdaughter was younger because I I met her when she was five and some while we were dating and even some while we were married. It's really just like if she thought about it, there'd be time she I don't think would give it a thought, but. If she'd say, Dad, can I take Murphy with me? He'd always say, he's your dog. Sure. As long as your mom doesn't care. And that she usually didn't. So yeah, he would go and me and my husband would say, oh, you know, kind of miss hearing his little jingle, like (laughs) his his collar. But then, but you know, then we'd get used to it. And, but now that she's older, I don't really know why, but she, I mean, she never asked anymore. And she loves our puppy, but she also gets super annoyed with him. So I think she's just, I don't even care. I want to break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's probably at that age where everything gets annoying. Oh, absolutely. And I honestly, that's why sometimes I think this is probably just a glimpse of what it would be like if I did have a baby, that she would be annoyed and it would crush my spirit because it would be the love of my life, just like my puppy is. Yes. <laughs> but I have to learn not to take it personally because I know that's just how 14 year olds are. Yeah. And even as parents, we shouldn't take things personally. Mm. Not just step parents, but even parents, but yeah. it's so hard. And my little boy is a button pusher, as we all know, that he gets <laughs> that from David. Mm-hmm. And I told him one day, I said, I used to sing this little song to you in the morning when you were little, when I'd wake you up. He's like, I know I hated it. Oh. And I'm like, what? And of course, he gets that little smirk, you know, where he's just messing with me. But I'm like, you break my heart and you think it's funny. <laughs> oh, like you take joy from my pain. Not cool. Yes, he does. I think he does. <laughs> well, it's interesting because waking up has been a really huge trigger in my blended family relationship because my husband has always woken up my stepdaughter. And when she was younger, I did it a lot. And that was, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but like that was definitely the point in the day where I felt like she was the most raw about like her rejection of me. Because if I woke her up, she was basically like, where's my dad? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? Basically. And, and this this is a common theme with us that uh, I, I think at the time, I just didn't know there was the option of me saying, I don't want to do this. Like, or I don't want to wake her up. So I always would, and I hated it. And and it got to a point where probably like two, I, no, no, I think it was last year, 
I did. And this was still before I discovered Nacho, but I told my husband, I, was, I can't do this anymore. It gives me so much anxiety. She's not even that difficult anymore. But I told him, I was, I don't even think, I think she's too old to be woken up. And, uh, and he was like, what? Like, you mean when you were 13, you woke yourself up? Like then I was like, yes, because I did. And I think, you know, I just think he was raised different, but I was, there's no reason I should have to do something that I don't even agree with. And stress, it gives me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, um, so now we're okay and I don't do it and I love it, but I don't think he always loves it, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't know if you've heard me talk about it, but I would wake up David's kids and I'd say, rise and shine, kids that ain't mine. (laughs) I love that. And then they would tell grandma, one in particular would tell grandma, Lori woke us up hollering. <laughs> but that was his perception because he was used to Mama waking him up, rubbing his back. Wake up, darling. And here I come in, you know, <laughs> good morning, rise and shine. And they were like, she's hollering at us. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And that's kind of how the gentle way, that's kind of how my husband has always woke her up. And um, so that's kind of how I did it, which... That made me even more upset because I'm I could not be nicer in the way I wake you up. It's not like I just flipped on the light and was get up. Yeah, well, here's a good step parent question. Okay. National Sons National Sons Day. Did you post about Jackson or did you also include the triplets and Avery? I did not include the triplets and Avery. I did not. And I thought about it yesterday after I did it, and I said, hmm, should I include them? And I said, no. Because they're not my sons. Mm-hmm. Now, there is Step Family Day. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Step Son Day, which there probably will be at some point because we keep coming up with new <laughs> days. But I don't think they would even think anything about it. Yeah. But I think if they did, they would tell me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I did think about it. That's the good thing. Yeah. And I think the correct answer is just whatever you are comfortable with. So well, I think that's good. People think that the kids want you to love everybody the same. Mm-hmm. Most of them don't. My son would not be very happy if I put a happy National Son's Day and included all the brothers. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like, you ain't their mama. <laughs> <laughs> and we've asked them, you know, how would you feel if we loved the stepkid as much as we did our bio kid? And they were all like, that's crazy. You can't love us the same. Mm-hmm. As far as biologically, my son's a part of me. They're not. I love them to pieces, but it's different. And that's okay. Yeah. So you know what you're saying about the way if you did try to love triplets plus Avery the way you love Jackson and he, how would that make Jackson feel? I guess in some ways being a child-free stepmom, I don't ever deal with those conflicting feelings, which is nice, but it's also easy to convince yourself you can love your stepkid as your own or you should. And that's that's a tricky road that I had to learn. Is it possible? Well, and a lot of people will say, I love them just like they're my own. And then you ask them how many kids they have and they say none. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't compare it. That's yep. your closest comparison is your dog to your stepkid. Yep. And I hate to compare <laughs> a dog to a stepkid. And I'm sure I'm going to get some slack about that. But that's the closest comparison because you love that puppy with all your heart. Mm-hmm. You do. Not saying you don't love stepdaughter, but it's different. That is that is so true. And you know, also, um, I have I don't know how close Winston Salem, North Carolina, would be to you all, 
but my brother lives there and he has two boys and a girl that are like nine, seven and four. And I, I definitely have seen with that, those relationships that like the ability to show affection and feel a bond Mm -hmm. like that comes more naturally than it does with my stepdaughter. So, you know, that even kind of gives me a glimpse into that as well, I think. Yeah. Now, over time, I mean, you've been together, you said blended six years. Yes. But you've known her since she was five. So 14, I mean, God, I can't add nine years. (laughs) You've known her about nine years. Yep. Things will change over that time. I mean, you've already seen it change, I'm sure. Mm. Mm -hmm. But when she gets closer to being an adult, you may have the best relationship with her that it'll even shock you. I would love to be shocked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Avery and his wife are staying with us and have been for a couple months until they get base housing. And it's been different having people here, you know, other than Mm -hmm. David, myself, and Jackson. But Avery made a comment joking with me about my granny ceramics a minute ago. (laughs) And I just laugh because the relationship between me and Avery, even though he's been gone for four or five years overseas, it is so much better than it was before he left. It's amazing. That's awesome. And and I know you said he... I'm sorry. I do have to clarify that I have literally like binged the Nacho Kids podcast. <laughs> that since I started listening in June, I, I'm not joking. I probably have listened to, I recently totally listened to them all where like, I probably I listened to like 150 episodes. Oh my goodness. June, <laughs> and which to my credit, I'm a teacher. So I was off in the summer, but like I listen when I run, when I clean when I uh, all this stuff and now I have a void because I don't I can't listen anymore but um but so if I reference a lot of stuff it's just because I've just been listening to your life for like three months so (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's okay (laughs) sorry I'm not sorry um but I remember you saying like Avery's a really quiet one you didn't really have much of a relationship before so that is really cool that you can joke around and talk to each other and whatnot Yeah, we had some friends over this past weekend, and we played Taboo, and we had a blast. We couldn't do that when he was younger. It wasn't the same relationship. And I remember when we picked Avery and his wife up from the airport on the way back, I'm thinking, this is going to be fun because, again, Avery doesn't talk very much or whatever. He talked the whole time. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this child? (laughs) Oh, that's really cool. Yep. So you said by a mom lives. Two miles from you, two minutes from you, something like that? Yes. And what's your relationship like with her? Well, it's interesting. So I, I guess I met her like nine months into me and my husband's relationship. I'd say the whole time, it's always been cordial. There's been some points where I was definitely one of those people that I think, I'm not going to call it a mistake, but like we were almost like friends for a time. Um, she, oh, man. There's some things about this that are almost like cringy to talk about to me now because it's definitely gone kind of downhill. Not really with me and her, but more her and my husband and I guess by proxy me then. But, you know, we we would definitely do joint birthday stuff with her. She had a pretty long term relationship with a guy that we really liked. And for my stepdaughter's 12th birthday, we all went to the zoo and then we all now we got separate rooms, but we stayed in the same hotel. Unless my stepdaughter friend, I think she slept in our room or maybe, I don't remember, but but we did all that together. And, you know, I know that's not very normal for a lot of families, but it felt okay at the time. 
Um, and then COVID hit. Is <laughs> 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 that how a lot of things start? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I think part of it was that she she had ended, or her and that guy's relationship had ended, and really since her her and my husband had gotten divorced, I mean, she really hadn't been single at all because their marriage ended similar to your all's. And, um, and she was with the guy that she had an affair when she was with my husband. She was with him a long time and then like a couple other guys and then this other guy for a long time. And I think it was just really hard for her to deal with being single. She became pretty codependent on my stepdaughter, like where she wouldn't let her go over to friends' houses and would make her feel guilty if she wanted to. And we definitely started to notice a I don't really know if it was necessarily a change in her drinking, but it just became more apparent that we, I mean, we think she has a problem. My husband and her really started to get into it about during my stepdaughter's travel volleyball season. This is all like kind of right before COVID. Then COVID hit and things kind of seemed better. Like we would actually have, once again, sorry, this might sound cringy, but we'd have her over for dinner sometimes because we knew she was pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. I even offered her one time because I knew she was really isolated and alone. She honestly has barely any family that she's really close to or has a connection with. My stepdaughter's never even met her grandma on bio mom's side because they don't have a relationship. And um, I invited bio mom that maybe she'd want to hang out one night like me and her, which so crazy now but you know it really was meant to be a kind thing and, and we had an okay time it was fine but she kept asking my husband to fix things around her house mm-hmm. all the time every week we'd go over there and he was fixing something and probably in like 2019 my husband and I started regularly going to marriage counts once a month once every two months and and I brought it up in marriage counseling I just said I was I don't think bio mom is intentionally doing this, but I think she's taking advantage of you. I think she knows you're not going to say no because you're going to say yes because you know it's going to help stepdaughter's life be better. Mm-hmm. And my husband was very defensive, of course. And I've, I've heard you guys talk about this before, but eventually it took one of my, one of his friends telling him, you need to stop. This isn't really fair to Whitney for him to listen. Just saying, I said it before, whatever. But the real last straw was, this is like July 2020, there was a night at like 2 a.m. that bio mom called my husband, was crying that she had blown out her tires and asked him to pick her up. And he did. I'm asleep during all this. I have no idea what's happening. And, and he said when he got there, it wasn't just like a tire went out, like she had run over a curb and her tires were completely blown out. And she was crying and said, I, I can't have the cops come. So he really just saved her from a D- DUI. Yeah. And he, and he only prolonged it because she ended up getting one again, like a few months later and lost her license for a month. So I feel like, so that was a lot to say that things are not the same that they used to be. We really kind of started to put up more boundaries where we just don't really go out of our way to be friendly as much anymore. But I'd say like between me and her, there's hardly ever any hostility, which I'm very... There's a lot of things I have to be grateful for about her that she has hardly ever come at me. She has actually been really encouraging at times and told me stepdaughter is lucky to have me and that maybe one day she'll actually show it because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she kind of knows how she is. 
I'm not a super emotional kid, but it, I feel like things can escalate really quickly between her and my husband. Just the other night, there was a text argument about stepdaughter getting a belly button piercing. And it just, it didn't take long. And, and I, it's kind of hard because I want to tell my husband, you kind of escalate that. You got defensive right away, but that's, that's made, that probably wasn't the moment to tell him that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you don't really have communication with her about stepdaughter or anything like that? Um, Definitely not like I used to, but I definitely was kind of that super stepmom of, I'm going to schedule everything <laughs> and be in charge of all of that. And I would always be the person that would message parents about sleepovers and stuff. And I even remember I had a friend who's also in a blended family and, and she told me, she's, you do way more than like a stepparent ever is really supposed to do or has to do and and I kind of took that at the time as almost a badge of honor and then I eventually you know obviously got to a point where I was oh what have I done um but um (laughs) but um so my mom would communicate with me more when I was like that and would include me and stuff more and but I, I never announced hey everyone I'm stepping back but I think she has picked up on that and will communicate more with my husband and occasionally include me in stuff. But, and, and sometimes it would bother me, but now I've just kind of learned to be like, oh, the less I know, the better. Cool. So mm-hmm. yeah. funny how quickly that badge of honor turns into almost like a scarlet letter. Oh, Lord. Yes. Quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're like, Oh yeah, I'm the awesome stepmom. I do this. I do that. I do that. And then all of a sudden when we feel like we can't do it anymore, we start feeling like we're bad people. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is so true. And I, I think it just took me, it took me a long time and not to be dramatic, but it took me a couple of mental breakdowns. I feel like to really recognize even what I was feeling and what I was dealing with. Cause I think I just thought, no, I married this man. I accepted this responsibility. I have to do these things, whether I'm, Mentally unhealthy or not, you know, and it just is a long process. Yes. And you said that one of the hardest things for you blending was not taking a lack of affection personally. Mm. So are you a lovey-dovey person? Oh, Lori, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So if I ever meet you, we're going to (laughs) hug. We sure are. You know, COVID or not, we're hugging. There you go. (laughs) I might wear a mask when I hug you, but that's fine. But no, yeah, I am. I'm very, I mean... I think I'm really warm and friendly and give hugs and uh, yeah, it's just pretty affectionate. And, you know, you just don't always think about you're marrying into a family that's not because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, my, my family's definitely one of those families. We say, I love you every time we hang up the phone, every time we leave each other, sometimes just even when we see each other. And uh, that is my husband's family. They've been, I love that you guys talk a lot about um, love languages because they have been such a good lesson to me about that because I have never, never heard my husband and his parents say they love each other. But I know it. I know they do. And they show it to each other all the time. But that's just so dead. Like, I'm such a words of affirmation person. And that's just been, you know, really hard for me sometimes. And uh my and yeah, my stepdaughter is just she she really internalizes a lot of her feelings. 
So, you know, I'm lucky in the way they don't feel like she's ever like, you're not my mom. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But also it's, oh, what is going on in that head and heart of that child? Because it's not being expressed. I don't know. And not that she never does or never can, but uh, you definitely kind of have to pull it out of her, or really get into conversation with her to get much from her. And, you know, when she was littler, you know, she, she wanted me to, I played with her all the time when she was little and she would definitely sit on my lap or hug me more and stuff. But, you know, that just, as she's gotten older, I got less and less. And it was always hard for me. And I know this just sounds so illogical, but it was hard for me not to compare it to how she was with her dad that, you know, even though I think a lot, probably the first three years of our marriage, I did a lot more with her than her dad ever did. And it was hard for me, not because my husband's a bad dad. I just think we both have, you know, misconceptions of what it needed to look like. Um, so it was just hard to be like, I'm, I'm around more. Like I do all this stuff for you and I plan stuff. We do fun stuff, but you can't, you can't hug me or act like you want to be around me or say you love me or anything like that. And that, that seems so funny to me now because I've, I've come so far in my journey, but that was just so hard for me at the time. Do you think it's because she's just not a very affectionate person or because she was worried that bio mom might be bothered by it? I, I've thought a lot about that. And I think it's a little column A, a little column B, because I, you know, as far as I know, I don't think bio mom has just blatantly trashed me, which, you know, that a bio mom doesn't have to trash a stepmom for a kid to feel loyalty behind. That's for sure. But right. I, I could see, I definitely think she feels some loyalty binds for sure. But I'll just think the affection thing plays a big part. And her loyalty binds probably aren't as strong as a lot of families. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she listens to stepdaughter complain about me and is like, oh yeah, I get that. But I don't think she just blatantly trash talks me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that helps. Yeah, that definitely helps. And you also said that, it was hard for you to let go of some of the control of the house. Let's talk about that for a minute because a lot of the stepmoms or even stepdads will say, I don't have any control in my house. This is my house too. And by God, you know, I help pay the bills and that kid's going to do what I say and blah, 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 blah. And they feel offended by the need for them to step back and let go of some of that control. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because. Sometimes when I've heard you all talk about it, a lot of times it revolves around people being pretty type A. And before, I I would say even kind of recently, up until recently, I really wouldn't have considered myself like super type A. I think I'm pretty type B in some ways. I am definitely a recovering lateaholic. I used to be late all the time. And, um, and I feel like that's kind of a type B personality trait. And just... I was pretty messy growing up and stuff. But as I've gotten older, I definitely, it would drive me crazy when my stepdaughter wouldn't put stuff away that she got out. And I definitely, like, kind of like I said earlier, I definitely like to be in charge of our schedule. And if she was having plans with friends, because I, when I came into the family, I was kind of, oh, this only child's going to get socialized. We're going to schedule her play dates and uh-huh. whatnot. And <laughs> and which I think she genuinely liked, but you know, I, I didn't have to rush that and I didn't have to be the one planning that it would have still happened as she got older. 
if I just let that be up to my husband. And so I just kind of got to a point where I was, well, maybe I do have some issues with that. And there's actually, gosh, what was it the other day? I, oh, I think I went on a short trip. Oh yeah, with my friend. We went to Lake of the Ozarks with my best friend and which was so fun. And when I came home, my husband was, oh man, me and the dogs, we were living it up. We didn't put <laughs> our dishes away. We didn't clean this. I let Jester, my pug, like his toys were everywhere. <laughs> and I was, I was, you act like I'm the clean Nazi around here. And he kind of looked up, well, you are. And I, and I was, oh my God, I am. <laughs> I'm the one who comes home and does all that stuff right away. and had no idea this whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times we don't realize that we we expect other people to be so much like us. We expect them to want the house to be clean like we do. We expect them to say thank you like we would. We expect mm. them to clean up after themselves or shut the toilet seat, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not yeah. fair, if you really think about it, it's not fair to expect other people to be like you. Very true. No, you mentioned thank you. And that that was day one of even just dating. That was a big trigger for me. because, And I realized through listening to the podcast, really just how common that issue is for a lot of people. But, you know, my parents were very strict about manners with me and my brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I came in to my husband and stepdaughter, it was, oh, no, 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 this five-year-old will not be bossing me around like she does her dad. Um, but but you've said it before. A lot of times it would be like her going, I need ketchup. And you'd be like, okay, let me get that for you. And I'd be like, excuse me? No, 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 no. I want to be asked. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, you know, I don't completely regret that. Like, I definitely made it very clear. This is my boundary. Like, this is how I want to be treated. And I don't regret that. But I do regret that. In a lot of those first years, I policed how she was with other people in that way. And if I could go back, I would have changed that. Mm -hmm. Because even now, you know, I wouldn't, if she said, hey, you need to give me some Doritos, I'd probably be like, no, no, I don't. You can ask or you can go get them. That has not changed. And I think that's okay for me to have those personal boundaries. But I wouldn't have corrected her with her dad or with other adults that came to the house. I'd be like, oh, your dad can handle that. No, but that's what I do now. Yeah, it's funny. My son, we had to take him somewhere the other day, and a lady asked him something, and he said, yes. And I said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And I'm thinking, I raised you better than that. But what's funny is if I'm not really around him, like if he's on the phone talking to me and somebody asks him something, he'll say, yes, (laughs) ma'am. So I know he's got good manners when he's not with me. But apparently he needs to work on him when he is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my husband has credited me before about that helping her over time with manners. Because I remember when she was younger and I would mention it, my husband was, eh, I just don't really think that's big, that big of a deal or that important. And I was like, well, what? I mean, to me, it felt like he was, I don't really care if my kid's a douchebag or whatever. <laughs> like, I was, I was, oh, my gosh. Probably did push it too hard in some ways. But... Hopefully it's paid off in some ways. You know, I don't know that, I don't know how old you are. 32. Okay. So your parents raised you to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. I don't know if this generation or the next generation did. Mm -hmm. 
because I don't hear it as much as I used to. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because actually my parents really didn't push the sir or ma'am, although I do say it. I guess we're not quite Southern enough for that for like in Missouri, but, <laughs> um, but they did just push a lot of, you always say thank you, you always say please, you ask for things, you don't tell people what to do. And, and I guess there is part of me that feels that has served me pretty well in my life. You know, I've just been always considered really polite and kind and whatnot. And, you know, I guess part wants that for my stepdaughter, but I have to accept, I mean, I, I, she is kind. She has lots of good qualities, but that also she has much more of a voice than I ever felt at her age. And she sets boundaries way better than I ever did at her age. And I really try to encourage her in that when she tells me, like this summer, she told me she wasn't friends with one of her friends anymore because she just had had enough of her like being mean to her. And I was, that is so great. Like, please keep that about yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be friends with everyone. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> you know what's funny? If we think about it, these stepkids could probably teach the stepmoms how to set boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Because <laughs> they're pretty good at setting boundaries. You tell them to do something, they don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they set their boundary. They're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something I didn't mention in the little questionnaire that I was, I don't know if I've ever heard someone on the podcast have this experience. So I didn't grow up as a stepkid. My parents next month will have been married 37 years, which is cool. Uh-huh. And, my, and my husband's the same way. He's, he's quite a bit older than me and his parents have been married 56 years. Oh, wow. Although he's not. 20 something years older than me. He's 12 years older than me. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but my dad grew up as a stepkid. So I grew up kind of like a grandkid seeing that from that lens uh-huh. in a way. Like I had two sets of grandparents because both my grandparents remarried. We always felt a lot closer to my dad's mom's side than my dad's dad's side. And Christmas was hella awkward always at my grandpa's house. You know, I love my grandpa and grandma, but me and my dad had three stepsisters and we, none of us were really close to them. And, and it was sometimes challenging because, you know, we were just little kids and all these other kids would get tons of presents and we were, you know, we were so thankful for what we got, but they weren't close to us. So we didn't get very many presents. You know, it's just interesting to see it that way. And then my dad's also a therapist. So I feel he's been a nice person that I can talk to sometimes about step parenting stuff and that's and I can have his perspective as being a step kid Mm -hmm. so I think that's kind of cool well you touched on something there about Christmas Mm. so you would go to Christmas with to see your grandparents one of which was a step grandparent Mm -hmm. and you didn't get as many presents as say one of your quote quote cousins by marriage or whatever that mess would be (laughs) <laughs> Correct. And did your dad ever say anything or did he ever talk to y'all before y'all went and said, you know, just remember, it's not about how much you get as far as gifts or quantity or anything like that? You know, I don't really remember having those kind of talks. I think I maybe remember my mom being kind of pissed about it <laughs> when we'd leave. It's like now I understand and I think I think my parents did, but and maybe they did talk to me and I just don't remember, but I do know that, um, gosh, maybe when I was 11 or 12, one of the aunts that was there, I guess my step aunt gave me a card and 
and my dad, I think it had some money in it, which was super nice, but she gave us a card and I, I have like a little box where I keep memories and I've always kept that card in there because it just meant the world to me that she did that. I thought, and you know, that she acknowledged you. Yeah, exactly. And that was just really meaningful to me. Yeah. Now something else she said was about feeling alone. That is one of the hardest things I think for a step parent. And I'm going to say step parent, not just step mom to deal mm-hmm. with, because even if it's a really close friend of yours, you don't want to talk about how crappy your life is and how you feel left out because it sounds like you're a whiny little brat. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> but it's hard because you can't really talk to your husband about it because he's not going to get it. He's not going to understand it. You can't expect him to. He's never been a stepdad. You can't really talk to your family a whole lot about it because you have to be careful. If you say anything negative about your spouse, your family's going to not like them. Mm-hmm. You can go in these Facebook groups and get really bad advice from people <laughs> that are struggling. Like you said, though, you're not in Facebook groups. That probably did make you feel more alone, honestly. Yeah. And gosh, I feel bad because, you know, I honestly, probably about a two years ago, I really struggled with having resentment towards my husband because when we first got married, I think I'd like just mention I was looking at a stepmom group. I don't know. It was probably some random chat room and it was totally scared the poop out of me because I was like, oh, what are these women saying? What am I doing into? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just mentioned it and my husband said, you know, I really, it would really mean a lot to me if you didn't read stepmom books or like look into stepmom groups and stuff like that, because and this just gives you a clue into our misconceptions. He's like, I don't want you to think of yourself as a stepmom. I don't want you to think of it like that. And um, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that sounds great. Wow, he really thinks of me as a mom. How oh, great. No, not great. Not great at all. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I just eventually got to this point where I was, I, I need support. Like I said, I, I felt so alone. And and if I did, I I wouldn't tell my husband, your daughter did this. Man, man, man. This is another thing. My husband really kind of pushed me to, that he thought I should tell stepdaughter that I loved her, which I, which I did, but I, but I now looking back, I wish I hadn't said it as early or as often. And, um, and I said, she never says it back. She, ne- you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be around me, but and, and his answer was always, Oh no, no, she loves you. You know, no, 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 you, you got it all wrong, which he, his intention was to be comforting. But what it did was it invalidated my feelings and made me feel I'm crazy for feeling that way. That was kind of when I got to the point where I was, I can no longer talk to you about this. I need to talk to a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I went to my dad and I was, please find me a therapist that you think I would like. (laughs) And um, and I got super lucky because he he didn't really go out of his way to find me a step parent therapist. But the lady I've seen for four years now, um, she has been divorced and remarried and her husband is a stepdad. So she has, she has never been, oh, you need to love that girl more. She, um, she used to tell me, why don't you just stop telling her you love her? 
I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. She'll she'll think I don't love her. She'll feel rejected. She's now easy. Stop. <laughs> and I was so uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I guess I need to have a conversation with her so she knows. She's like, no, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> it immediately relieved the pressure, I think, between us. The fact that because I think every night I dreaded it. And I think she dreaded it because I knew I was going to get rejected. And she knew she didn't want to say it if she didn't really mean it. Because her mom actually told me that at one point. She, she, And her mom cried when she told me this. She said, you know, stepdaughter says that it's hard for her, but she just doesn't feel it. Like she doesn't feel she can say it, but that it bothers her. And, she, and her mom told me, I really think one day she will say it. She just doesn't. She's just not there yet. And like, oh, my God. You know, we need to put an end to all this madness. Yes. I've got so many questions about this. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Why do you think your husband wanted you to tell her you loved her so badly? You know, I really connect with when David mentions he kind of just viewed it as, all right, fire mom's out, stepmom's in, Mm -hmm. you know, just a replacement. And, you know, my husband would have never said that, you know, obviously I'm not replacing her mom. She has a mom. He knew all the right things, but I, th- I think we both, and that's where I've had to grow in my resentment. Cause at first I was, he had me all do all this shit and blah, blah, blah. It made me so mad. <laughs> but then I was, hold on. I also went into it thinking, not knowing what I was doing and thinking I would just be this mom figure in the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's how he viewed it. And I think I just, which it is confusing to me though, the fact that his family, him and stepdaughter say it. But not like the rest of his family say it much. So, but yeah, I just think that was important to him, I guess, to fulfill that nuclear family vision. Yeah. But he didn't force her to say it. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And see, that's interesting. But I'm so glad that Bio Mom felt comfortable enough with you to tell you that because it's important that you knew that she didn't really feel comfortable with it either. Yes. That. That was good. And, you know, the other component in that situation is the reason Bio Mom brought it up is because, oh, this almost breaks my heart to think about, is apparently, I didn't know it, my husband was talking to my stepdaughter about saying it back to me. Oh. And that, and I think just, I imagine he's very gentle and kind with her. He, I know he wouldn't have been, you better tell Whitney you love her. But I think he was, you know, I think that would really mean a lot to her. And so she told her mom, Ah. dad, dad's trying to get me to do that. And I really don't want to. And so, but that about broke my heart too, because I know my husband's motive was just, my wife is hurting. This is what I think will help her. And so I know he met well, but it was, oh, honey, no, that (laughs) is not what we need to do. Well, when you stopped telling her you loved her, did you let your husband know you were going to stop before you did? I don't think I did. And we always would tell her goodnight together. I think I just thought of thinking he was either oblivious or just kind of didn't feel he needed to say anything. But probably by that point, I was sorry, I don't mean to make light of mental health, but I was, I was a couple breakdowns in by that point. So <laughs> I think he kind of got to a point where he was, you know what, I'm just going to let her do what she needs to do to feel healthy, and I'm not going to say anything, kind of where he was at at that point. And stepdaughter, of course, never said anything about you not saying it. Nope. Nope. Yep. Never did. I think that it's not healthy 
for anybody to pressure someone to tell someone else they love them. Mm-hmm. And I know this is kind of going off base, but it's no different than if your kid doesn't want to hug Aunt Jenny. Mm-hmm. Don't make your kid hug Aunt Jenny if he doesn't want to. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. For some reason, he's not comfortable with it. Yeah. And by making people do things they're not comfortable with, it actually puts a roadblock up for growing that bond and that relationship. Yes, I agree. And I think, you know, I'm not going to look back. Everything's a journey. We're all on it. Mm -hmm. it, It's fine. You know, I'm not going to look back and just feel like, oh, what a waste of three years. But I definitely think we would be in a different place if I had started out more disengaged and not showing and whatnot, but it is what it is and where we're at now. So that's okay. And it helps you be stronger. It helps you overcome some mental challenges and mm-hmm. you're at a good place now. And that's what matters. That's right. And, you know, I teach um, middle school and high school students. And I've always kind of thought you hear teachers say, these kids, they don't have any coping skills. Uh, but, but I kind of got to a point where I realized in terms of feeling rejected by my stepdaughter, I was, well, by George, I don't think I have any coping skills. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I don't mean not like we all have trauma, we all have tragedy in our life. But I, in that way, I lived a pretty charmed life. <laughs> uh, you know, I just was a was a youth. I used to be a youth group leader and. I've had a lot of girls look up to me that I taught, and I was a big sister and big brothers, big sisters, and all these little girls love me. And and then I deal with this child of the Lord who just, that I live with, that I do so much for, and she doesn't really give two shits about me. (laughs) You know, and that's, and I'm sorry if I should have said that, but it's just like, you know, it's just very perplexing, and I just realized, I just felt so much rejection sometimes from her and I just you know I've had to learn to cope with that myself and probably my favorite mantra that I tell myself and um I the times I would say the most was when we were in the car and I felt this awkward silence as I would tell myself I don't need her to act like she loves me or likes me to feel whole and that would really soothe me like comfort me when I felt like so much anxiety about our relationship mm-hmm Oh, yeah. I love what your therapist told you, by the way, <laughs> about, you. no, you didn't need to talk to her about it. Just do it. And mm-hmm. the first step of the not showing is to disengage. Yes, there are certain things you need to tell your husband. For instance, if you take the kid to school, you can't just not take them and not tell anybody. <laughs> and you can't just wake up that morning and go, oh, by the way, I'm doing this thing called nacho, and you can take your own kid to school from now on. <laughs> I mean, you've got to use common sense. <laughs> but I love that she was honest with you to just stop because it wasn't doing anybody any good. Mm-mm. Nope. And you said that your father-in-law told you something too. He did. Yeah, I think, um, you, know, you know, I mentioned about for my stepdaughter's 12th birthday, that we kind of did like this joint thing to the zoo with her mom and boyfriend. And that was a pretty big breaking point for me because I planned everything, like booked the hotel, like made arrangements with the friend's parent and all this stuff. And then at the end of the weekend, stepdaughter, root of all evils, probably social media, but stepdaughter posted on Instagram. I had so much fun with these girls over the weekend and had pictures of her with their friend. And her mom, <laughs> and, you know, like, 
And I know there's probably lots of loyalty binds there and stuff, but I was, oh my gosh, are you serious? But you know, she was 12. I don't expect her to understand or realize all the intricacies of what I did to help her weekend be great. But it also, but it was just, a, I, I can't, I cannot keep doing this. And I, I don't remember, I mean, I wouldn't have said it like that, but I was talking to my father-in-law. We're pretty close. We actually go on shopping trips together. <laughs> I love my father-in-law. <laughs> he's almost 80, but he loves to shop. He's awesome. And he told me, he's, you know, this is his beloved granddaughter, but he told me, he's, you just need to stop trying so hard. <laughs> uh, probably, but I don't know what that looks like. He's like, just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do everything that you do it I was okay and I really felt that was kind of the beginning of what at the time I would have just called disengaging but now I like to think it's morphed into nachoing as well yes and I'm so glad that even he could tell you that about his beloved granddaughter <laughs> me too and the thing is a lot of these stepmoms they're all some people and stepdads too they don't need to try just stop trying and be yourself Mm-hmm. Because eventually, if you're trying and it's fake, you're going to eventually get tired of it. Just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're hateful, be hateful. Your husband will get tired of it and you'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a big step for me this summer. So my husband is an elementary art teacher, but he also does outdoor sculpture on the side, which is really cool because we get to travel to deliver sculptures places. and. We've always gone, I'd say at the most, somewhere between three to seven day trips to deliver sculpture. And, and you know, I know you guys have talked about trips with your step family can be challenging mm-hmm. and they are for me. <laughs> and, um, and I think, uh, you know, I also think just sometimes when it is just three like us, honestly, I think me and stepdaughter take turns feeling like third wheel sometimes. Sometimes I think she, even maybe it's subconsciously, but I think she kind of wants to make that known to me at times. Mm-hmm. Hey, you are the third wheel. Um, I don't, I really try not to do that with her, but I know there's probably times she feels that way as well with me and my husband. And my husband came to me probably in April and was, so I have our trip planned out this summer. And he, this joker, planned a 10-day trip <gasps> where... A road trip, 10-day trip, and I honestly almost lost it right then and there. But I held it together, but I thought about it, and I was, I cannot do that. I cannot do 10 days. No, 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 no. I cannot do it. And I was kind of torn about what to do exactly, and I was, what if I came home early? What if I came home early? He's not going to like it, but I also don't want to I need to think about myself and to be honest I was pretty upset they didn't really ask me how I felt about it and so that's eventually what happened because I had expressed to him before that I had a limit to how long I wanted a trip to be and that kind of was a hurtful conversation for him in general because he was oh I guess we can't ever go on big long road trips when we're retired and I was no it's kind of more like when a kid's involved (laughs) have a limit and he was oh I'm just I'm kind of sad that you have a limit to how long you can be around stepdaughter. And I was, I'm sorry, you feel that way. But in my mind, I was, are you, are you serious? What? (laughs) Barbie was, you know, he loves my nephews, but if I told him he was going to spend a 10 day road trip with them, I don't think he'd be on board. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I did tell him like, you might not like this, but I'm leaving uh, this day and 
that's how it's got to be if you want me to go on the trip. Because otherwise, I'm not going. And I know we just had an hour-long conversation, but that is not very easy for me. So I don't expect you to know that about me, but, but that's very assertive for me. And that was a big step. And that's all what happened this June. And I'm glad I did it. So did y'all go on the 10-day vacation? Oh, we did, but I came home on day seven. I hear you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, my stepdaughter was just, oh, why is Wendy going home? And I told her, I "I wanted to give you and your dad some time because I think that is good for them. But It is. Yes. And I think my husband knows that too, but I don't think he likes that it wasn't on his terms. Yes. But it came across better you doing it that way than him saying, I don't want you here. I want it to be just me and her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so true. And yeah, and I think it was hard for him at first. Like I said, it was two months before the trip. But by the time the trip came around, I think he was a lot more accepting and understanding and stuff. So that's good. Yeah, because like you said, most people go into the blended relationships thinking it's going to be not exactly like a nuclear family, but very similar because we don't know otherwise. We don't understand how it can work and not be a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And it can. It just takes adjustment and it takes realizing you're not a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Whitney, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. Yeah, I'm really glad I got to do this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. In the intro, we talked about how the therapist told the stepmom to just stop telling the stepdaughter she loved her. Mm-hmm. And the reason she did is because her husband pressured her and pushed her to tell stepdaughter she loved her. Right. And it made both of them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Makes me uncomfortable. Well, it's like with your kids. I have different relationships with all of them. I don't feel awkward telling three of them I love them. I feel weird telling one of them I love them. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And it's probably because of the reaction I get. Three of them don't feel awkward me telling them I love them. And the other one feels awkward <laughs> me telling him I love him. Yeah. You, you want to give the, uh, you want to talk about how you introduced yourself as the mom yesterday? Oh, gosh, y'all. Okay. So Avery had to go rent a U-Haul to move him and, um, all their crap to the Air Force Base. <laughs> and I don't mean crap, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And so we're there and the lady's checking him in and getting all his information. And she looks at me and says, are you mom? The lady asked for an additional contact person in case they couldn't reach Avery, AKA you owe us money and we need to reach somebody else. And so I said, you can just use mine. And she said, are you mom? And I was like, yeah. But why didn't you why didn't you say stepmom? I didn't want to get in that whole mess. But what what did you think the outcome would be if you said no, I'm stepmom or just no? Are you mom? No. I don't know. I guess she could I guess she could have said, "Well, then what is your relation?" You could have said stepmom. Or you could have been really funny and been like, "I'm his girlfriend." <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm his baby. Oh my god. Um I don't know, it's just First of all, this place was kind of shady. It's not like a building that you go in and talk to people. It's actually this guy's car wash that's in a bay in the middle of the woods. 
with U-Hauls around it. <laughs> so you're already kind of nervous anyway. Yeah. And I'm ready to leave. Right. So just whatever I can say to get out of here. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, when she said, are you mom? After I gave, of course, my last name, I was like, yeah. And me and Avery both looked at each other like, it's okay. No, I'm not. And it's okay. No, you're not. I mean, it was an understanding. But then she wouldn't leave it alone. <laughs> oh, you must be such a proud mom to have your son in the Air Force. And oh, look at your mom pointing out all this stuff on the U-Haul that's damaged that I didn't even see. She's got a good eye. Oh, your mom. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And then we went to leave. And did you say, she, Avery, you got a great mom? <laughs> I will tonight <laughs> when we can talk about it or tomorrow. Whenever now you I can see him finally again. tell people you got a good mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David. And so anyway, we're walking off and I'm like, oh, thank God that's over. And Avery gets in the U-Haul and she goes, thanks for being such a good mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> woman, stop. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my, did I lie? Yeah. <laughs> I, but you know, I don't like lying. So now I feel like I need to call this chick back to say, I'm not his mom. So you, I just you told thought this, you that. Oh, it's so complicated. You, you thought this was going to be one of those quick answers. Like, yeah, I'm his mom and just move on. But because you did that, it lingered because it, well, no, it, it, we did it in um, the Bahamas. Remember? That lady's like, oh, all these boys, your babies. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But so because you do say, or you think that, okay, I'll just answer this question and then we'll just move on. Right. I don't want to get into the whole discussion. Yeah. You don't have to elaborate. Like, you know, people look at you and go, what? You're a stepmom? Uh, why did you marry this guy with his kids? But. <laughs> well, and two, I didn't think about it, but what if Avery would have done something really stupid and I would have hollered, that's not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know. Cause if you would have just said, um, no, I'm not his mom. I'm his stepmom. Then the discussion would have either ended there or she would have still done her crazy mess, but it would have been, oh, you got such a great stepmom. And you wouldn't have felt so weird about it. Maybe. I don't know. But now I feel bad. Cause I feel like I lied. Yeah, you did. No, don't tell me I did. <laughs> I want you to tell me. No, I didn't <laughs> go back to her and say, I thought you said stepmom, but you said mom. <laughs> No, because then you'd be lying, covering up another lie. <laughs> See, that's why you shouldn't lie. I know. Gosh. Uh, yeah. But I, oh, God. No, what's going to happen is he's going to go back to return it, and his his real mom's going to be with him, and she's going to be like, I'm his mom. And she's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, who was that other chick? <laughs> oh, now, now I feel like a liar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You had to live with yourself on this one. No, I'm going to call her and tell her. <laughs> I'm serious. Because, you know, I'm really big on not lying. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Uh, and now, and I always say I don't lie. It's, but one I of lie. The, it's one of those times where you feel like a lie has no consequence. But it's still a lie. I lied, y'all. Uh, you did. You did. Now, and it's carrying a consequence. Now it's going to eat away at you. It is. I'm calling her. I know her name. I wrote it down. Yep. All right. I'm calling you, Hal, as soon as we get off the phone. All right. I want you to record it so you can play it next week on next week's podcast. <laughs> I want to hear how this goes. <laughs> that woman's going to be like, what? Who are you? <laughs> why, why would you lie about that, woman? 
Is your phone number really this? <laughs> Is that your real name? <laughs> you lie about everything. <laughs> oh gosh. Maybe she knew you. Maybe she knew you were lying, and and that's why she did what she did. Because she. Well, maybe because she saw the look on mine and Avery's. Face I was going to say. I said it. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking that she saw, especially Avery. You know how his face, his facial expressions are. I'm thinking she saw the facial expressions, and she's like, "These two are lying." I'm going to play this thing up. I don't know, man. But, but I got to repent. But then um, after y'all left, she's probably like, them two, there's something strange with them two. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he didn't think I was his girlfriend. That's probably exactly what he thought. Mm. You little cougar. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, help my soul. All right, David. Sounds like Vegas has gotten a hold of you. And I need to go repent for my sins here in South Carolina. You should. I'm glad I'm way over here. Y'all don't lie. See what ha- happened? Yeah. It just snowballs it on simple. you. Snowballs on you. Because now I don't believe anything she says to me. Well, now I'm, I'm questioning myself what I say to me. I mean, you know, technically I could say, well, I'm stepmom. So I didn't really lie. You're partial mom. Yeah. Um, Half mom. I don't know. This is all so confusing. Just don't lie. If somebody says, are you mom? Say, no, I am not mom. I am stepmom. I'm super stepmom. All right. I'm calling Adrian with U-Haul and letting her know I lied. <laughs> All right. Make sure you record it. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm glad you got to, to hear all of the <laughs> intricacies of what happens when you lie. <laughs> It's horrible. I feel crappy. <laughs> well, we'll right. see you next week. And remember, life is good when you don't lie. And you nacho. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.